0: What's up guys, Jay Zang here, with you with Against the Grain and Zang Nation, broadcasting to you from <coughs> Sharonville, Ohio, with the Red Roof Inn. That's right. Came here tonight just to chillax, get away from it all for a minute, but it backfired. I got a huge ass headache. It really sucks. I wanted to drink a few and relax. And instead, I'm sitting here rubbing my head, talking about how it hurts. But I'm making it through. I'm making it through. Because that's what you do. I was practicing soccer moves with my, <clears throat> with my high school teenager, who's a varsity player. I was practicing with her, and then I brought my almost 18-year-old son on the field with me when we were practicing. I took one to the shin really hard. Sans shin guards. Not sans culottes for all of you Frenchmen, but sans shin guards. And it hurt like a biatch. But I played through. And I taught my daughter in that moment to play through. And it worked because tonight in her varsity game, she took a soccer ball straight to the face and just ran on and kept going like a pro, you know? Before that practice where I showed her a little thing or two about taking it on the chin and keep going, I think she would have cried. I think she would have held her hand up and left the game. But she kept going tonight, and that made me proud. And I'm going to keep going tonight. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Headache or not, I'm going to slam a few down. I'm going to do a podcast. Shout out to my dude, Alex. Gomez Rosen for inspiring me to do said podcast. I'm in no position to be podcasting right now. I'm just, you know, drinking a few. My head hurts like a biatch, but we were chit chatting and I'm going to go back into my Facebook real quick and let him know that I'm doing this. There we go. I let him know. But we were talking about change and how things change after time. He mentioned Sprint and how they're closing down one of the stores. And we were previously talking about how I think, I feel, I believe that most of the Sprint stores are going to close down. In lieu of more T-Mobile's. And T-Mobile's just going to eat that name up. And Sprint's going to be a thing of the past. He said, yeah, you're right. And it just reminded me. You know, I'm 38. That's not old. That's not young, but that's not old. And 34 years ago, I was a four-year-old boy. I went with my grandpa in his 1985 Nissan Datsun pickup to get gas, and we went to the Sohio station. Hamilton and Gabrith. There was also one here locally in Cincinnati at Gabrith and Coleraine. A little bit bigger of a store. But yeah, Sohio. Sohio is now a thing of the past. And it is now... BP, that's right Anybody who's like 35 or younger Probably don't know a damn thing about this But back in the day the B, Most of the BPs Used to be Sohios Short for Standard Oil of Ohio <clears throat> And those were big around here As well as Pennsylvania Michigan, parts of Indiana, and Kentucky But They sold out And most people today wouldn't know what the word so meant if I said it. And I feel that's going to happen to Sprint. Give it four or five years. And most of your kids are going to be like, what's Sprint? And that's just the wheel of the world, like Carrie Underwood said in her uh, CD from 2007. The wheel of the world, it just keeps on spinning around and around and around. What other things can you think of that are just a thing of the past that are no longer but meant so much back in the day? Let's take it to sports. How many people that are listening to me right now know who Rob Dibble is? How many people of you know who Randy Myers Or Norm Charlton Is I'm being looked at by Anna right now Who's like huh Randy Myers Myers sounds familiar That's a common name That's like Bill Jones You know Bill Jones Well you gotta think I went to school with him There's like trillions of them No Norm Charlton Randy Myers uh, Rob Dibble They were known as the nasty boys Hmm Ah, yeah, baby. Sounds like a good porn, don't it? Eh, wrong. They were fast-ass baseball throwers, pitchers for the Cincinnati Reds in 1990. The last time when the Cincinnati Reds won it all. They're in the playoffs again, finally. Been a while, and that's why I made mention of that. But, oh, yeah, when we pulled out our broomsticks in 1990... Won the World Series and swept. Those were the three relief pitchers. And them boys could throw the hell up out of the ball. I'm talking 95 plus miles an hour every trip. No wonder people couldn't hang. And no wonder we swept them and won it all. So there's some stuff that most people today probably don't remember. What else? What else today? Was huge that people probably wouldn't know anything about. Well, <clears throat> let me dig deep into my memory banks here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeff Scott. I'll even put a number on it 50 Jeff Scott. How many people remember that? Not many Jeff Scott <clears throat> excuse me. Jeff Scott was from Cincinnati, Ohio, went to Mount Healthy High School, and was a six foot ten white boy center skinny dude for the Bearcats. And he played on their nineteen ninety two Final Four team alongside one Corey Blunt. Which some people might remember that because Blunt went pro. Jeff Scott was just, you know, skinny white dude, local boy, Mount Healthy. Bob Huggins, our coach, made him a beast. But not too many people remember him, but I do. So I thought I'd throw that out there. A sign of the times, a sign that I'm getting older. And I'm more qualified to do these podcasts because of my knowledge bank that increases every day based on what I've learned, what I've retained, what I remember. What I remember right now is a terrible headache and a wanton inability to consume beverages which contain alcohol. Because my head head hurts way too much to do so. And that sucks. But I'll keep podcasting anyway for now. iPhone. It's October now. Won't be long now. And guess what we're going to have? Why isn't my producer giving me a drum roll? It's because I don't have one, that's right. I'm an independent. Mm. I'll make up my own. It's October now. And guess what's going to happen with Apple soon? <laughs> iPhone 12 series. That's right, they're coming. There's going to be an iPhone 12 mini. About 5.2 inches. Tiny phone for this day and age. But it's going to be power-packed with that A14 chip. It's going to be super fast. It's going to make my SE go out of business. (laughs) But that's what happened with the iPhone 7 and the SE. So, the wheel of the world... As Carrie Underwood said in her song from 07, once again, keeps spinning around and around. There'll be an iPhone 12 mini, an iPhone 12, an iPhone 12 Pro, and I believe an iPhone 12 Ultra. It's coming. Coming to a phone store near you soon. Be prepared. Can't wait to see what that's all about. Anyway, what else can I chit-chat about right now before I end this? Because this is just going to be a bonus episode, guys. Let's see. Meh. Debate. Presidential debate. Did you hear that nonsense the other night? Donald Trump and Joe Biden going at it. <clears throat> but they sounded like a bunch of schoolboys fighting. They sounded like a bunch of toddlers in a daycare, fighting with each other. The only difference between the two of them, Biden stuttered and Trump grunted. <clears throat> well, whatever. What struck me as interesting, however, is that Trump would not. Mm, denounce Trump would not denounce white supremacism refused matter of fact he told the boys to stand down and stand by meaning in the context of that debate that he was refusing to denounce white supremacy at the same time that Joe Biden was refusing to admit that he gave two fucks about law and order and that he didn't like police. So a double whammy, a double bunch of bullshit. And that's messed up. Because not only do we need police, but we also do need we also do not need white supremacy. I am of color. To some extent, I am white, Italian, American, Filipino, German. Guess what? I'm tan. If I got pulled over, <clears throat> which I don't a lot, knock on wood. I'm going to knock on my dresser right now. I would probably, to some extent, buy uh, white, country boy police officer be profiled because of my skin color. Maybe not so much as, and I say this tongue-in-cheek, Jamal Jones from downtown Cincinnati, who would probably be taken out of the car, handcuffed, put in the police vehicle, and detained until they found out that they're a bunch of assholes and Jamal Jones didn't do nothing. And then they'd let him out, sight him, and let him go. I might not be detained in the car, but, you know, my skin is light enough to, or I'm sorry, dark enough to where I might be cuffed and sat off to the side for a moment. That's privilege, supremacy, judgment, and racism, which exists here in modern America today. However, we definitely need law and order. So can we please roll out some SVU and watch some Law and Order? Wrong Law and Order. I'm talking about these police. I am just as much for the blue as I am the black. Because both are essential to our nation. The perseverance, the preservation, and the continuation of a solid, thin blue line are very important. We need our boys in blue out there. However, you flip the coin, which you shouldn't have to flip a coin to make this statement. But because of the separation that's going on in 2020, flip the coin. African Americans, black men They are needed In America today And I'm not talking because we like the NBA Which by the way Go Lakers 116-98 over game 1 A great win over Miami In game 1 of the finals Second game coming up Later on tonight At around 9pm Let's win another one, let's pull out the brooms And let's sweep the heat And may my guy LeBron and his dude Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma and Rajon Rondo may they win it all. But no, 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 no. We don't need that. Just for sports and entertainment and basketball, and fried chicken and watermelon and all that other racist mumbo jumbo. We need cultural diversity in general, and that's not just black. That's every color. Because we are a melting pot. Who remembers Ellis Island? Who remembers being taught history? And how Ellis Island was filled with people of different races, creeds, languages, cultures. And they just were welcomed in. Yes, we need that. Lest white supremacy here in our country become a thing. No, sir. So, it was weird that Trump would not denounce that, nor would Biden denounce, or should I say, pronounce, the fact that we need law and order. That debate sucked. And I believe the narrator, one Chris Wallace, is a douchebag who was catering to Biden anyway. I think what Chris Wallace needs is a real man, to come punch him, knock him into shape. He's a big fucking dork anyway. Look at him. But that was biased. That whole thing was biased. It was a setup. So, in short, that presidential debate was set up. It was coached. It was a bunch of crybabies. And it was ridiculous. And it was stupid. The Lakers won in nice fashion. Amen. Go LA. Sprint will be a thing of the past for sure within the next few years. And last but not least, a little bit more on the lines of sports, Bengals, Cincinnati. That last game resulted in what I believe was 23-23, to a tie So now the Bengals are 0, 2, and 1 overall. A little bit more closer to that hump of winning that first game, but I continue to outcry, please, let's win some games. Please, defense, do the right thing. Because Joe Burrow will not hang around for very long. He's going to realize that he's on a team of what-ifs and dreams instead of a team of Let's do it and winners Then he's going to jump ship And we're going to lose One of the best things we've ever had Which, by the way, pop quiz Who was the best, most winning Cincinnati Bengal in all of history? And a lot of you cats are going to be thinking Oh yeah, Carson Palmer He was a beast, yeah, Carson Palmer No, 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 no Boomer Esiason, he won it all Or, I'm sorry, he didn't win at all, but he went to the Super Bowl. How about Ken Anderson? Ken Anderson played for 12 years from 1972 to 1984. And he had more wins under his belt than any quarterback in Bengals history. So, kudos to Ken Anderson for being the most winningest Bengal. And prayers to the football gods if they exist in the heavens above That Joe Burrow hangs around and gets us to where we need to be. Which is winning playoff games and going places. That's all I have for now. This was 20 20 minutes of mumbo jumbo. Everything from the past to the present. I am signing off. I will talk to you guys soon. I will bid you adieu, and I will, that ye should take care. Stay safe and God bless. Thank you.